Welcome to PSQH the Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of PSQH. On this episode, I talk to Susan Montminy, Risk Management Director at Covaris, about how to reduce medication safety risks and improve patient safety. And now, on to the interview. Thanks for joining us today. And I was wondering, before we kind of start talking about uh, medication errors, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm the Director of Risk Management at Covaris. And especially important for this publication, I'm a registered nurse and proud of it. I lead a team of risk professionals that support our clients across the country, mitigate risk and improve patient safety. It's, it's, it's our passion, Jay. <laughs> it's a good passion. Um, so wanted to talk to you about, I guess, you know, sort of the risk management issues involving medication administration and uh, and sort of, you know, the resulting uh, medication errors. How big of a problem is this right now? You know, let me let me share some data with you that I think can directly connect um, with you with your question. And the data that I'm referring to is from the Dose of Insight report, a nurse's crucial role in patient safety. Of the errors that we analyzed in our closed claims data, Jay. 18% of those involved a medication error, including administration and management of the medication. And of that 18%, 39 of those errors resulted in death. Yeah, that's that's a huge number. Um, and and obviously, you know, this uh, issue has been in the in the headlines uh, lately with you know the Redondo Vought case uh, down in uh, Tennessee and. Um, which, you know, she was actually brought up on, on criminal charges uh, and later acquitted, but uh, obviously um, a huge issue. And, and you know, what, what sort of your, want to get some of your thoughts on, you know, nursing's role in preventing these problems? Sure, absolutely. You know, I'll start by saying that truly the nurses are the eyes and ears um, and really are the persons that can best tell the patient's story and this patient story, Jay, comes from so many different places. It comes from the electronic health record, the patient themselves, the providers that are ordering the medication. It also comes from family members that might be with the patient. And so I share that because the nurse really connects all of these pieces of information. So their role is vital in the communication of these pieces of information and also in gathering them and sharing them when needed. Um, I can go on. No, yeah. That's just a basic beginning. Sure. Um, which nursing responsibilities pose the greatest vulnerabilities, do you think? Oh, so that's going to depend on the organization where they're working in. And why I start with that is because there are so many things that are overarching to medication safety, management, administration, and they come down to culture, teamwork, vigilance, and again, having that comprehensive information gathered from all of those sources in the right place, at the right time, communicated to the right people. So that's why I mentioned it depends on the organization. Vigilance is just so important. 
minimizing distraction. And I think back to the Redonda Vort case, and you remember that there was, you know, distraction and, 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 you know, there were other issues that came forth. It depends on what you read about it, but really the organization's culture and leadership, communication and teamwork are the most important. I mean, is there an issue with sort of, uh, you know, providing enough support for nurses as well in terms of staffing? And obviously, you know, we've been through some some tough times the last few years just in terms of morale and, you know, all the things that, that you know, staff are dealing with. Uh, you know, what can it, uh, you know, the administration of a hospital do to support the nurses better? Um, you know, let's go back to, to the culture and I'll expand on that a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I'll start by saying, Jay, that in these tough times, I believe and we believe at Covaris that, you know, everybody is out there doing the best that they can. And this staffing issue is so complex and multifactorial. Um, I'll switch a little bit more to just addressing the overall culture and how to nurture that culture so that communication can happen. So error reporting is so vital. And my most important and um, what I think is the best way to learn about errors is when they almost happened. Mm -hmm. These near miss reports are really what sets those patient safety cultures apart from others up into the um, high reliability organization uh, stature um, in my mind. And really, these are the cultures that pay attention to those reports they applaud the reporter for taking the time to let them know that something almost happened so that the organization can look at the surrounding systems to see if there is a way to stop the line so that the error does not reach the patient and potentially cause harm. So how do you learn that? You, you, you pay attention, you talk to your staff. And Leadership J is at all levels in the organization from the senior leaders at the top who are writing these policies and, and communicating their expectations for what patient safety and medication safety means all the way to the, in the departments themselves, whether it's a clinic, a physician office practice, a hospital unit, those managers that are out there walking around and just observing and walking and opening up lines of communication within the staff. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, there's an emotional side of this too. When it, you know, when when these errors take place, uh, you know, as far as the nurses go, I mean, uh, can you talk a little bit about that that emotional toll that it takes? Yes, I certainly can, and and I I can share with you that any nurse that reads this publication, um, so many of us, and I'm going to put myself in that category, Jay have had a medication error happen to them. Um, and these are some of the most well-intentioned, great, wonderful nurses that for one reason or another, something happened. And there's research that shows that these well-intentioned nurses replay that moment over and over and over in their head to figure out how could they have stopped that from occurring. And it, 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 they agonize over it. Um, it causes physical harm. But back to the organization's culture, in those 
areas where that person that experienced the error can talk about it and share what might have helped and learn from that and be part of the solution going forward that minimizes that emotional toll that it takes on that nurse that may have been involved in that error. Sometimes there are there are so many, you know, we all can picture the Swiss cheese. Um, and, you know, there might have been multiple layers that could have stopped this error from reaching the patient. And working together as a team to talk about that really helps. And of course, you know, in cases like like the Vought case, you know, I think the big, the big fear, especially when, you know, charges were brought, was that it was going to make nurses, you know, and other folks afraid to report errors or, or even near misses just for fear of, you know, it blowing back on them. Um, you know, how can, how can we kind of work to prevent sort of that uh, frame of mind, you know, as, you, as you're, you know, dealing with these kinds of things? This is an extremely complex situation and, you know, one that I want to ensure my answer doesn't overly simplify. Um, one thing we do very well here in our team at Covaris is empathize with the providers and the leaders and the nurses out there that we know are doing their best in these trying times. But I think it goes back to just talking about it and really some of these actions that specifically relate to reducing the risk of medication error, Jay, is leverage, leveraging and embracing those technology fixes that, that can help and support our nurses that are administering and monitoring um, um, medication and the response to medication. Um, and really embracing the medication reconciliation process and how important that is, communicating that, but analyzing the systems surrounding it to make it as simple as it can be. Bring in the patients, engage them. They are so important in this process. And the families as well. Something like when you're passing the medication, talk to the patient. You know, this is your red pill. This is your red pill for iron because, you know, your blood levels are low. Mm -hmm. This is important to look for, you know, those sorts of things that really seem so simple but make a big difference um, in stopping a medication error from reaching a patient. Um, that whole education, um, you know, that happens with all of the team members of which the patient and the family are important members of the team. And then just back to that reporting and monitoring medication errors. Pharmacy is your best friend in these situations. Bring them in as well. And uh, I know that the report that Covaris released, um, I guess it was last year, kind of talked a little bit about some data-driven recommendations uh, to reduce medication safety risks. I imagine that you know some of what you just talked about it was mentioned in there. Are there other recommendations that you have to kind of uh, you know improve patient safety and, and reduce these med medication safety risks? Uh, yes, and you are right. I did. I did um, share many of those because they are directly um, data driven. And I think for me, um, you know, just building on that just a little bit from the um, leadership and culture perspective is this sounds so simple, but be visible. Um, whatever be visible means to you in your organization, have communication um, forums, um, whether that's rounding, whether that's town halls, um, whether that's bringing it down to the level of the um, department units, 
offices themselves and bringing those questions back up to senior leadership. Ne never stop talking and understanding what the nurses that are passing the medications are experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis. And I can't minimize enough engaging the patients and their families. There have been several errors um, that have been stopped because of that communication with, wait a minute, I thought I didn't take that red pill anymore. Mm -hmm. Just that piece alone can make the nurse go back and look for those pieces of information that I mentioned at the beginning of our interview, all of those facts and looking back, perhaps something changed that wasn't immediately evident in the electronic health record. Um, walk a mile in their shoes. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, in our role as risk professionals after errors happen, we really try to look at the event from the person that was involved in its perspective and look at that electronic health record screen from, from the user themselves. Um, what did it feel like to look at that order? What did it feel like to look at that screen to dispense the medication? Really empathize with all pieces of that system, all of those steps that have to happen and see if perhaps there's some simple amplification that can happen when you do that. Um, now, are, are you starting to see some of, you know, the, the recommendations that you mentioned, uh, you know, being put into effect? Are you seeing sort of the, the positive results, uh, you know, from, you know, different organizations doing these things? Because we look at closed claims data, Jay, I wouldn't be able to look at that um, immediately. Um, but I can share with you that um, the notice that the publication is getting is exactly what we hoped. Um, we called this a bit of a gift. We hoped that all organizations would take the um, data from this and have individual conversations within their organizations so that they can pinpoint where are we vulnerable? These are the signals that we're seeing from our closed claims data. Are these something that you feel could be problematic within your own organizations? So it's more of a, um, from the leadership evidence that we're seeing, um, I, I feel confident that those conversations are happening. Is this something that you'll be following up on uh, with another report uh, at some point in the near future? We write dose of insight reports on a regular basis and we look at those areas that are rising to the level of most problematic from the risk management scene so um, medication safety is certainly something that um, we talk about often and as as a personal um, story um, medication safety ha has been talked about for my 25 to 30 years plus of being a nurse um yeah. and so i can I, I am sure those conversations um will will continue yeah it certainly is you know something that's never uh you know never gone away so you've always got to be be careful with uh, with medication safety um absolutely and you know you you mentioned a few times about you know safety culture and kind of you know getting um, you know, sort of that kind of level of uh, support and encouragement for nurses as they're, you know, dealing with these things. Are, are you encouraged by, you know, the sort of the safety culture efforts that you're starting to see, uh, you know, sort of throughout the industry? I do think that the Redonda Vought um, matter 
really brought patient safety back to the forefront in general. And so I'm just encouraged by what I'm reading and seeing in the media um, as um, I almost refer to it as it, it, it's been around um, for quite some time now, <laughs> you know, the concept of it. Um, um, back from the days of the Institute of Medicine report that first started the conversation right. about patient safety culture. And so I think this is bringing it back to the forefront and everybody, um, you know, is encouraged to just, you know, let's let's revisit this topic. Let's not get complacent. We've really got to make sure that this stays um, foremost in the minds of our leaders, our nurses, and all of those um, other disciplines um, that support this medication um, process. And I, you know, maybe it, maybe the one good thing that came out of the VOD case was that it was a bit of a wake up call just to for, for organizations to say, well, we better you know revisit our processes. You know, um, I'll just I'll go back to the um, the report um, purely because it's such a good piece of literature, and I I really hope everybody takes a look at it. But our key takeaways back in um, September of twenty two when it was released apply perfectly in this situation and here they are observation is essential communication is key teams should be cohesive error reporting should be blameless and organizational culture is important uh, and the the uh, as you mentioned the report is called a dose of insight a nurse's crucial role in patient safety, and, and people can uh, download that uh, at covaris.com, C-O-V-E-R-Y-S.com, because um, -E uh, so, obviously there's lots of great information in there, as you mentioned. Um, yes. Wanted to just ask about, uh, you know, one of the things that is sort of was was also raised during the VOT case, and and in general, you know, since the pandemic, was just the issue of, you know retaining workforce retention uh you know people were leaving have been leaving the industry and, and then also attracting you know new nurses to to come in and obviously you know uh provide some new energy uh going forward um and there were you know there were i think people were a little discouraged for a while um just that you know sort of the staffing shortages and and the lack of of new folks coming in uh do you feel like um you know that things are going to turn around there or is there just is there still a lot of work to do to kind of improve things on that on that front yeah i'll go back to the, in my earlier comment it really is so complicated and multifactorial but i think that the fact that we're all talking about it and by we're all i'm talking about the entire healthcare community and even um publications such as this to get the message out there i just feel encouraged in general that by having the conversation what we've learned in the past in this community is that by having the conversation good things typically come from that well, well said. And, and Susan, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Like I said, the team at Covaris, we are just passionate about this topic. So thank you for, for inviting me to speak to you. All right. That wraps up episode 79 of PSQH, the podcast. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at psqh.com. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again and stay safe.